Hey, it's Mishi. Our next episode is just a few days away. But in the meantime, we wanted to share a little bonus. In our last episode, Soul Food, we told the story of Talia Ronsky, who laid out the tale of her marriage and divorce through a series of dishes. Now, when we decide to pursue a story, we typically identify all the relevant characters, reach out to them, and go interview them. Not everyone will make it into the final version, of course, but often, many do. We're also hyper-aware of the fact that different people recall the same events in different ways, or have different perspectives on what happened. And we spend a lot of time fact-checking, cross-referencing, and trying to reconcile those differences in a way that allows us to tell one coherent story. Talia Ronsky's story was no different. As we mentioned at the end of the episode, Tal, Tali's ex-husband, didn't want to be interviewed on the matter. But other than him, we spoke to a whole bunch of people who played a role in Tali's tale. For all kinds of editorial and artistic reasons, we ultimately decided to focus the piece on Tali's journey, her version of events. And indeed, she was the only voice you heard. Here's a little reminder. I remember the lamb biryani that made me feel human again. I went to meet a friend on Emek Rafaim Street in Jerusalem, and there's um, a really good wine shop there. While I was there, I met this Indian guy um, named Urban Prabhu, and he could just sense that there was something wrong, that something tumultuous had happened in my life. And I remember him saying then and there, I want to cook for you. And I was like, what? He was like, yes, let me cook for you. In the beginning, it was like, oh, he's a guy, and does he want sex? Does he want some kind of quid pro quo? And what, you know, who, who is this character? But I was in such a desperate state that, like, I was almost like a machine. Like, I didn't even have enough energy to fully explore it, meaning I was moving, like, a zillion miles a minute trying to, like, new job, and I need a place to live, I need to get a get, and there was, like, so much craziness going on that when he first made the offer, okay, maybe. You know, when he said, I'll see you here tomorrow in the shop, I think it was like a Tuesday, I'll see you here Wednesday at 8 p.m. I'm like, Ichweis, fine, you know, I don't know. I remember actually showing up, um, but not knowing if he would show up. And there he was. And I remember being very moved by not only did he have all this food for me, but he left right after. He didn't linger. It wasn't, now I'll walk you home, or because I gave you food, I can now ask you personal questions. There was no weirdness. He gave me the food, said goodnight, said I'll see you in two days, and left. And I remember coming home, the apartment was very sparsely furnished. No one had lived there in a while, so there were broken panes of glass. And I'm like, in this apartment, shivering. And the food was so good. Different spices that I'm used to, it's curry leaves. It was just so yummy. So biryani is like rice and vegetables and lamb. And then there was also like a pickled sour sweet mango thing and then there would be the tamarind winter soup like the soup that his grandmother made in the winter there was something about it that almost like almost thawed me back into like humanity like my senses weren't just fear panic safety survival i suddenly had mango and 
tart and spicy and new. Like somehow through my taste buds, I became in touch with myself again. And that became our ritual. I would see him every two days and I would return the empty containers and he would give me new ones. This food drops like from the stork into my apartment. It really felt like mana. Like it really just felt so heaven sent that it didn't feel weird to take it. And no matter how crazy my days were, my clothing is still in garbage bags. I'm moving from house to house. But in the evening, I always knew that one meal a day, I would have a home cooked meal. And it was so nourishing. Once Tali mentioned Erwin Prabhu, the Indian man who cooked that lamb biryani for her, we obviously tracked him down. Shalom Israel and people of the Holy Land. My name is Erwin Prabhu. I'm from India. I'm an engineer. I worked in the airport for about 15 years. I came to Israel to work as a metapel. He lives in Bangalore now, having left his job as a metapel, a caregiver in Israel, exactly three years ago. Back in August, Zev Levi, who produced the piece about Tali, had a long chat with Erwin, and unsurprisingly, heard a completely different perspective. Now, this is nothing new, of course. But in this case, we thought that the particular differences reflected something interesting about the ways stories are told from different vantage points. So we're excited to share a shortened and edited version of the interview with Erwin. Here it is. Good morning, Erwin. How are you doing? Fine, Zev. Good morning. Can you tell us about the first time you remember hearing or learning about Jerusalem or Israel? When I was about 11 years old, during the Eucharistic sacrifice, that's the Mass, the Catholic Mass, uh, a priest by name, uh, Father John Solomon, in the sermon he said, like, I was in Bethlehem and, uh, you know, where Jesus was born in the manger square. So he said, like, when I touched the Star of David, I could feel the energy. And from that time, I somehow wanted to come to Jerusalem. And did you, when you were a kid, did you turn to the Bible? I don't read the Bible. I don't read the Bible. No. You do good, God stays with you. That's how it goes. From a very small age, like, I believe in what you do comes back to you. Even today, I feel that. Yes. When you were working in the airport back home, what made you think, I'm going to go and completely change my occupation just to go to Israel. My dream was to come to Jerusalem. Even I had an option to go to US. I had an option to go to Poland. I had an option to go to Italy. I refused. I just quit my job and I was like, I'm going to Israel now. It's a proud moment for me, no matter what I studied in India or whatever it is. It was a great experience of five years in Israel with one of the most exciting and beautiful people who I ever met, Tali. It was an accident that I met Tali on the 24th of December, 2014, Christmas Eve. And I just went out to buy some whiskey. <laughs> Singleton. Was the whiskey in celebration of Christmas? Yeah, was it? Of, of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, you know, they were shocked because it was like 240 shekels. They looked at me. What? You want this? Yeah, give me. Why not? Because people don't spend that much money for a bottle of whiskey there. I know it. And she was shocked. Like, who's this guy from India buying 240 shekels of a whiskey bottle? <laughs> How did that conversation start up? Uh, when 
she introduced herself she said tali and i said you know tali what does tali mean in tamil it's a symbol of marriage like a wedding ring uh, ladies in india wear something around their neck which is called tali so this is the conversation which started with the name do you remember tali's face do you remember her reaction you know she's got a smile with the dimple not in the cheeks but about the cheek you know she had a smile she started talking about uh, india so i just asked her do you like indian food she said yeah wow i like this food called biryani It just so happened that Erwin had made some lamb biryani for Christmas that very day. I said, I still have it. Can I bring you some? I mean, this is some stranger that you just met. What made you think I should give this person food? I should cook for this person? Why not? You know, if I I had this free time to do something which benefits others. This is just as a goodwill gesture, you know, for somebody who will cherish that moment of time. You know, food is something you will never forget. And I took her a pack of food. She ate the food and said like this is something out of my imagination, you know. I didn't eat this food for a very very long time. Then we started knowing each other. She told me like she was married just one month and she was split. She didn't have a house. She was in a very bad phase. I said, "Yeah, okay, Tali, you can come and have food. Just give me a call." And Tali took him up on that offer. she called so i used to bring her food the chapati and the fish fries you know like scrambled eggs with bread and typical indian food you know for almost 2 months and what was that like for you like here's this new person that you've just met who's in a really bad place was it depressing did you find it was kind of like homework you had to take care of this person because they needed help i came to israel to help people right uh, even in the interview the question they asked me was uh, do you know anybody in israel i said i have a family in israel what how can you tell this I said i'm going to be with somebody so they are my family now and i used to look at her and enjoy you know the happiness she has in the food This is a blessing for me. Nothing more than that. And I wish I would do this to everybody. Why not bring in a smile? I give it without any expectation. But conversations took the second step of friendship. I asked her would you like to marry me, you know. Why not? Wait, did you really ask her to marry you? I asked her, why don't you get married to me? You're still single even I'm single. But she was the other side of religious side, you know. She was also religious. Uh, there's too many factors involved, you know. All for good. Were you in love with Tali? I was a good friend of her. A friendship can also become a relationship. Love comes when you're like you're 16, 17, 18 in your teens, not when you're in your 30s. <laughs> so 30s you understand things, you're mature and you know love was after marriage. When you asked her to marry you and she said no, did you feel like, "Oh, okay, well, I tried." Were you upset? It was hard because uh tell the truth, I didn't have a girlfriend ever. and this person was like wow i met somebody in jerusalem on the christmas day you know why not her be my future no i was not upset if i force somebody to do something that relationship will not last long and even after that i used to go cook 
So when I went there, I cooked uh, chili chicken with biryani for her. That was the first good meal she had after like two months. After that was every Shabbat for us, you know, like I used to go on Fridays at 12 o'clock, cook for her for two, three hours. People used to come, all her friends. This is how life went. Tali. She likes Indian food. So when you like something, God doesn't come down and give it to you. But it happens through another source. So maybe I was there to feed her for the time I was there. I don't know what I felt, but I gave it without any expectation. You know, I was happy to see a smile in somebody's face. Four years, she had beautiful, good food. Good food. You know, uh, I think you have to try once. Share some food with somebody and see the happiness you get in yourself. Now that you're back in Bangalore, uh, are you still looking for a wife? Or? No, Zev, whatever happens to me happens for good. I would wish things to come to me. I never go for hunting. If it happens, it happens for good. Or else why break your head for nothing? Erwin, thank you so, so much for taking the time. Thank you so much, Zev. Have a good day. And anyway, Shabbat Shalom. Not today, but for tomorrow. Shabbat Shalom, Erwin. Thank you. All the best. Zev Levi speaking with Erwin Prabhu. Sela Weisblum created the mix. This bonus was an example of the kind of extra content we release on our Israel Stories subscription feed. So if you liked it, if you want to hear more stories, ad-free listening, and behind-the-scenes extras, sign up through Apple Podcasts. We'll be back next week with a brand new episode. Till then, Shalom Shalom and Yalla Bye! <laughs> It's Miguel, I'm calling you in Israel Just to say that I love you Just to say that I love you Did I wake you up? Are you sleeping alone? Is that a man's voice I hear on the phone? You know that I love you Me, Miguel? Zenocheta like momaka לילות טרופים בטיפי ודייג עם חכה אהבה שאפשר להתרק בארץ רחוקה מה אני מיליון שנות אור משם עמוק בתוך בלבול עוד לא התאפסתי מאז שחזרתי מחו"ל אתמול ניתקו את החשמל חודשיים אין לי גז עדיין מנגנת אבל שום דבר לא זז מי אמור? איץ מיגל Calling you in Israel just to say that I love you Just to say that I love you Lerega ze nishma li kol kach efshari Pashut l'amri I'm coming and you met lo Lama lo? Ha'chaim em seret Ani isha meshukheret Did I wake you up? Are you sleeping alone? Is that a man's voice I hear on the phone? You know that I love you. 
הוא בכלל אינדיאני, מה הוא מבין? השיחה מתנתקת, אני משתתקת, אתה מתיישב במיטה בפרצוף רציני. עכשיו זה אמיתי. I love you 